Folks, confidence in the Winnipeg Jets front office appears to be at a pretty crucial juncture. Not a lot of folks from the public or the fan base, according to an athletic poll, seem to think the Jets are trending in the right direction. We're going to take a look at what grades the public and fan base have given the Jets and, you know, how the Jets can kind of recover from here and start to push towards a more winning uh, front office and team. All coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thank you for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. Now, on tonight's episode, obviously, uh, the main topic that I wanted to focus on was the front office grades for the Winnipeg Jets per the Athletic, where they ran a poll and they asked both the fan base and uh, respondents from just the broader public to kind of give their letter grades on what the Jets um, and other NHL teams are like. And let's be honest, uh, for Winnipeg, you can probably expect that, by and large, um, the ratings are just brutal. I, I think we all kind of know that Winnipeg's confidence levels from just about anyone who has seen this team, who's kind of discussed what the Jets have done recently, and uh, who kind of follows this team or is even aware of, of the fact that they exist, um, it, it doesn't really seem like people have a particularly glowing impression of the Jets. Now, I think one of the first things that you you look at when you see the rankings is that um, in roster building, you know, the public and the fan base actually have some congruency here. And the congruency is not good news if you're a Jets fan. Uh, the public has given the Jets a C minus, while the fan base has given the roster building a D. So actually, the fans are harsher than the public was, which um, is a little bit interesting because traditionally the fan base has been very resistant to criticize Winnipeg. I think with roster building, it's challenging, right? Because Winnipeg is Winnipeg. Free agents don't often come here. It's not always easy to retain players. But I think part of the issue is that the Jets also want to save money. So if you're a team that's in a really difficult market to attract talent, the only way that you could probably do this um, if you're not doing trades for players is by paying guys, right? Now, I don't say, like, I'm not saying, you know, just sign any old free agent and extend them long term, give them a little bit higher than market or something like that. I, I don't think that that's like the approach that I would really recommend. What I do think is if there is a chance to bring in quality players and you might have to pay a little bit above what another team in a more favorable market for attracting talent would be you know, it might not be the worst idea. I think the Jets have been really afraid to go into this, um, you know, this whole situation with free agents and actually spend money. And look, I get that their budgetary restrictions are a little bit tighter than some other teams. But I think for the Jets to try and get the squad back on track, if they're not really going to play the kids, 
they're going to have to supplement the NHL roster with something else. Um, and I think that that's kind of one of the reasons the roster building grade is as low as it is across the board. You know, we're not really seeing a lot of prospects being uh, developed properly. They're not being given NHL reps. A lot of them have kind of maybe been overstewing with the Manitoba Moose or in other leagues. And I think that that is a, a source of continual frustration for fans um, and for observers who study this team. They also kind of watch and, and see that this team has potential if it was actually put in the right position to succeed and the team actually utilized all of the resources available to it. So roster building, bit of a disappointment, and it's not surprising that the grades are low here. The next one I actually kind of um, feel slightly different on. Uh, this is cap management. Uh, the public has given the Jets a C plus, whereas the fan base has uh, also given um, you know the Jets a C plus. I feel like this is probably a little harsh for me. For the most part, Winnipeg's cap management is decent. I wouldn't say it's great, but I would say it's decent. I think the Jets generally avoid really expensive deals. When it comes to contract extensions for their star players in the past, they've gotten good value. I think the past couple of years have maybe seen a little bit of a change in the trend. Uh, the Pionk deal, I don't think, is aged particularly well, even though at the time that it was signed, it was thought to be okay-ish value, but you know, still kind of an overpayment a bit, which you're, you're going to have to do to retain talent. But you know, since last season, it's really looked very poor, um, and I, I don't know that you can really blame the team for that necessarily. The deal that I would say that really impacts the cap and has definitely put the Jets in a tough position is probably the Wheeler one. Not really a shocker. The, the Wheeler contract was always going to be a bit of an albatross. And I think pretty much anyone who was following Wheeler and uh, looking at the underlying results, kind of tracking how he was creating his points and seeing that he was actually physically slowing down on the ice, uh, especially getting 20 plus minutes a night, Pretty much anyone who knew and, and saw that understood that the contract extension, which happened even before his previous deal expired, was not going to end well for the Jets. And I think Winnipeg really rushed into it. I think that there was this loyalty thing. Uh, they really wanted to reward their captain. And while I don't always disagree with that, I think Wheeler is a particularly difficult case because, um, you know, now we know that Wheeler at times has had some friction with the locker room. Uh, there have been questions about his leadership and Ultimately, his on-ice performance, it, it's definitely at a point where you kind of wonder, you know, just how much longer he wants to keep playing. Now, I think if he were to take a reduced role, he would actually be very effective in it. Uh, I've been kind of, you know, campaigning for him to have a, a third line role. I think that that would really suit him. I think, you know, if he's playing like 16, 17 minutes a night, obviously he probably wouldn't be super thrilled with the notion of playing um, uh, a role that has traditionally not been what he's been throughout his career, especially over the last five to 10 years. But I think that this is the way to really show that he's still got amazing passing. He's still got phenomenal offensive skill. And if you can allow him to shine in that role, I think it'll really balance Winnipeg's top nine. So while the cap situation with contracts like that, it's not ideal. I think that there are ways to kind of work around it. And for the most part, the Jets generally don't commit that much money to players who are maybe, uh, over the hill or or sort of past their prime. But I think the next couple of years are going to be a real test of this. So I think for me personally, I probably would have just given this like, I don't know, a C plus to a B minus, maybe more like a B minus or so. I feel like C plus or a C might just be a little bit too low, but I mean, it, it's kind of like neither here nor there for the most part. 
Now, in just a little bit, we're going to talk about my favorite category uh, and the one that I always ding the Jets on. Um, but before we go any further, I do want to shout out our wonderful friends that I mentioned earlier at the top of this episode at BetOnline.net. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. You can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. More than just online betting, though, BetOnline wants to be there for you with league news, updates, live scores, uh, reviews, podcasts, all the sports media content you can handle delivered to you at your fingertips at one convenient, easy-to-use website. They've got stuff for every sport you can imagine, whether you're into baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL action, of course, which, you know, obviously we're a hockey podcast, so we're, you know, our, our favorite teams are covered there as well. Combat sports, esports, golf, horse racing when uh, the Triple Crown race is on. Obviously, whatever you're into, they've got you covered. And if you don't like sports, no problem. They've also got Vegas casino games. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in-game betting to scores, updates, and everything in between. They've got what you need, so be sure to head on over to BetOnline.net on your laptop or mobile device to get started today because BetOnline is where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We're taking a look at uh, Winnipeg's rankings according to The Athletic for uh, their front office grades from both the public and fan base polling. It's not been pretty for the Jets, and I think that this is, for me, not super shocking. And I think most of us, I, I think a lot of people who listen to this podcast are probably more on board with this sort of ranking uh, than folks a couple of years ago used to be. So we've talked about roster building and cap management. Next up is draft and develop, and both the fan base and the public give the Jets like a C plus. Personally, I would give them like a D minus or or a D. I think that this has been a critical failing recently, and it's one of the reasons that I think the Jets are really struggling is because they've got all of these really talented prospects, but they're afraid to give them you know good deployments. Paul Maurice wouldn't play them. Uh, whenever they got called up, they basically just sat on the bench and in the press box. And so, you know, I think at some point Chevy just kind of gave up. And now we've seen Winnipeg kind of atrophy to the point where we don't really know what we have with some of our, our top prospects. We don't know if Heinle is going to be ready for top four minutes, although my personal belief is probably yes, I think he could do it. But, you know, we've wasted a year or two that he could have been playing in the NHL, getting regular NHL reps. And even in a sheltered role, he probably would have at least been able to acclimate to this level of hockey and show that he really does bring value. Instead, you know, we've seen um, a lot of veteran players get signed. We had Logan Stanley, who was just really struggling for the past year or so. And look, I, I appreciate that the Jets want to give guys like Stanley who work really hard um, a, a fair chance and a shot. But I think the reality is he got a longer leash than a lot of our other players. And that is going to frustrate folks, especially when they realize that you know, comparatively speaking, Stanley's ceiling has always been lower than something like uh, Sandberg or Heinle's ceilings. And I think them not really getting a chance to play with Sandberg, you know, it might be more injury related, but with Heinle, it's going to be frustrating. I mean, there was a chance for the Jets to try and fill in some of the gaps, bring in players who have all of the skill. I mean, they were drafted to be really uh, fantastic offensive dynamos in, in Heinle's case. You had all these puck movers and the Jets just haven't really called upon them. So I think for me, the the development, like the draft and development side, it's getting probably my harshest grade. Um, 
Although I, I guess there are still a few more, a uh, few more categories to go through. So maybe I shouldn't say that yet, but yeah, personally me, I give this a D. I think they've really failed at it recently. And it's, it's disappointing because this used to be like a foundational cornerstone of this franchise and something that I think really, it, it's a huge um, gap that they need to fill over the next few years. Now, the next one is an interesting category because I feel like the grades here from the public and fan base don't really ref- like reflect the reality. Um, and that's for trading. Both the public and fan base have given the Jets a C-, and I suppose I don't really get this so much. It'd be one thing if the Jets were losing trades um, routinely. I think the reason the grades are so low is because Winnipeg just doesn't make many trades, and when they do, it's more often than not uh, out of desperation because somebody wants off the team or something like that. Uh, Winnipeg generally doesn't get really aggressive in the trade market, barring like one instance where um, they brought in Dylan and Schmidt. Otherwise, this team doesn't really go to the trade market unless uh, one of their younger players or one of their guys who's, um, you know, maybe a really talented veteran or something has stated he doesn't want to stick around. So when the Jets actually do uh, actually make trades, I actually think that they've gotten really good value. I mean, look at their return on cop. While it was kind of fortunate that the Rangers did advance as far as they did, and that's the reason the Jets were able to draft Brad Lambert at 30th overall, even still, like uh, like two second round picks would have been great, especially for a cop who was just a rental for a couple of games. And so I feel like, I don't know, the Jets trading, I would say, when they have to do it, they've basically gotten, for me, like a B-plus to an A-minus. I think for the most part, the returns that they've done are very good. Where I I do have some concerns is that they don't trade enough often and they end up either just sending a couple of really low round picks um, for some rentals or depth players rather than really pursuing free agent or not free agents, but like really big name players um, and expiring contracts who could actually improve the team and maybe be extended long term. So C minus too harsh for me, but I think it's probably more at like the B minus level when factoring in all of these different issues um, with the returns that they get on the deals that they do make now. I, I think it's it's fair that a lot of fans are probably frustrated. Uh, I know personally, I think the Jets just aren't really active enough in the trade market, but sometimes maybe that's for the best. Given who the Jets have brought in over the years, maybe it's not the worst that the Jets aren't spending assets on some of these players because let's be real, we probably would have seen Good Branson or something for like two seconds uh, a year or two ago. So yeah, I mean, like all things, um, it's disappointing, but maybe it ends up working out because you always kind of worry with, uh, some of the jets pro valuations for the, the players that they bring in. They always like the grit and the big hitty guys, but unfortunately in this era of the, uh, of the NHL, that's becoming less and less of a, a, necess- a necessity over like skill. Now there are two last categories that are worth exploring. Um, both of them are going to be really rough and, uh, we'll talk about what those categories are and why the Jets are are particularly bad at them. Some of it out of their control. Some of it just because the Jets are who they are. And we'll we'll cover those reasons in just a little bit. Hello, friends. Welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are taking a look at the athletics rankings for uh, some fan results on on the public and fan base on how the Jets front offices they assign letter grades based on poll results and. Um, yeah, it's been, uh, like I said, not great. We've talked about everything from drafting to cap management. Our, the last two categories are, are definitely some of the harshest ratings. We've got free agency and vision. Now, free agency, the public uh, gave the Jets a D plus. 
the fan base gave them a D minus. I, I honestly think you could even argue for an F somewhere. Um, the free agents that the Jets sign are just generally very bad. I, I don't want to really disparage the players that join the Jets um, and, and are willing to come, you know, come to play for the Jets. But for the most part, we're just looking at like fourth liners or seventh defenders, uh, guys who are probably on most other teams, more fringe players, maybe even um, demoted to the AHL uh, if, if they can actually swing a two-way contract or something. I think what frustrates me with free agency with the Jets is when there's a chance to really recruit a top-end player or coach or something, Winnipeg is just very passive. And I, I don't want them to spend like crazy money on stuff, right? Uh, you know, the Nazem Kadri rumor that came out of nowhere a while back, um, it obviously didn't have like a ton of backing to it, but it wasn't the kind of contract that I wanted the Jets to go for, unless they really felt that they had uh, an ability to start acquiring other free agents and maybe make some deals to build a team that's going to be more competitive. You know, just throwing money at Kadri alone wouldn't really be enough. And so I think for that reason, I, I wasn't really thrilled with the idea of trying to recruit Nazem. Um, while he's a fantastic player, of course, he's like 31, 32. So I wasn't really wanting to give him like seven years. There are other players that Jeff would have tried to go after. Uh, some of whom they actually have, you know, Danton Heinen, you can't really fault them for not getting Danton to sign. He wanted to go back to Pittsburgh. Fair enough. But you know, the rest of the signings, like, you know, Sonny Milano, I don't know if they've made overtures to him. Uh, what about free agent defenders? Not really much going on there. As far as I know, our offseason signings are basically like Kevin Stenland, um, David Riddick, and maybe a couple of other uh, minor league guys. So, yeah, I mean, the Jets just never are active in free agency. And I feel like while I wouldn't give this an F necessarily, uh, I think D minus is probably where I'm at. I think that they just don't really uh, prove that they have a lot of free agency interest or activity. I think that they do pursue players, but ultimately they're just not willing to spend enough to actually bring them to the team. So very disappointing category, one that I think has really hamstrung the Jets over the years. But, you know, the reason that I'm not going to give them an F is because it is Winnipeg. It is hard to attract talent, but I think that there are other ways to work around it. And, you know, the Jets being in the position that they are uh, and all the rumors that have broken out about the team being toxic in the locker room and stuff, you know, that's kind of on the organization for not managing this better. Because if you didn't have that stuff and you were willing to maybe be a little bit more open with your spending, you might actually be able to get some really cool players who could honestly give this team the bolstering it needs and get it back into competitive states. But the last category um, is is one of the more painful ones. Uh, and it's vision. And then this kind of reflects, you know, the overall vision for the, the team and the future. And the Jets have been given a D plus by the public and a D minus by the fan base. Honestly, like I, I feel like a D is even generous. The Jets just don't seem to have a vision. And I know that that's not really the case. I know that somewhere is some plan for how Winnipeg is supposed to become um, a Stanley Cup winner at some point. But we're not really seeing it and we don't really hear a lot about it. And the moves that the teams make doesn't really seem to reflect all that much of uh, a desire for ambitious change. And I think that that is, for me, phenomenally disappointing. This team has had the opportunity over the past several years to reform, to rebuild, to become something greater than you know what we're seeing now. But instead, they just sort of let things kind of sit. They were content to run it back year after year. And I think nowadays the fans are starting to turn against the team. 
Um, I've heard a lot of people are canceling season tickets. Uh, you, you look on social media and the Jets kind of get scorched over stuff. So I don't know. You know, the vision for the team just seems very vague, very murky. I, I don't mind sometimes not having the full picture because obviously this is a competitive sport. Uh, organizations are not always beholden to fans to tell them what their plan is. Uh, they want to keep that stuff under wraps to a degree. But with the Jets, I think it's kind of a necessity at this point. Um, Winnipeg needs to sell the fan base on some kind of a plan or a vision or a timeline, something so that people actually feel excited about Jets hockey. I haven't really been that excited about Jets hockey in years. Uh, and I can't believe that I'm saying that because I, I always... I love this team and I've, I've, you know, basically watched every game over the past several years um, that I can. Uh, there's very few games that I've had to miss. Um, and it, it, for me, it's just, it's disheartening to not really look forward to, to hopping on and watching the Jets win games. All I expect these days is disappointment. And I think for me, that has been a, a real shame. You know, I used to get so excited, you know, at seven to eight o'clock local time, uh, here comes the Jets. Here comes Line A. Here comes Ailers, Shifley, Hellebuck. I was just ready to go. But, you know, these days, all I can think of is that the Jets are continuing to flounder, and there's no sign of a change at the top that really makes me feel Winnipeg is on the right path to victory. I'm hoping this is the season where that starts to change and that I can be excited about Jets hockey again. But for now, I just continue to be. Um, probably more apathetic about proceedings and not just not really feeling it at the end of the day though, you know, after all the letter grades and stuff, Winnipeg uh, has two composite grades from you know, again, the public and fan base. And in total, you know, the jets got a C from the public and the fan base gave them a D plus. If you told me like three or four years ago, the fan base would rate the jets a D plus overall. I would not have believed you, but times change. The jets have changed. The fan base has changed. And people are just tired of watching this team suck. So, you know, Winnipeg, if this isn't a wake-up call that people need to kind of start thinking about um, reevaluating how they've how they've performed and, and how they've gotten this team to the current state, then I don't know what is. Uh, once it starts hitting the revenue streams and stuff, I think that the Jets are going to start really taking notice. And I think that that's probably been happening over the past couple of years. I really, I, I know that I, I'm trying not to be like super ranty here, but just give us something to latch onto. I think that that is the one thing the fan base is desperately asking for because this just is, just isn't it. But uh, let me know what would draw you back in. What would make you excited about Jets hockey again? Do you even feel excited about watching it? Are you even looking forward to the season? Let me know in the comments below um, and on social media at HL Living Loco and LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you so much for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Be sure to make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Our experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. You can stay up to date on everything in the world of hockey, all at your fingertips on your favorite podcasting platforms of choice. So be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go.